0: Hey, everybody, we back again.
1: We back, we're live, and we like animals
0: a little too much there. Uh, I'm Spencer, that's our licensed clinical therapist, Naz. Yep, that guy. Ooh. And of course, we have our special guest for today. She is our licensed clinical no she's not not yet she's gonna get there at some point at some point Practition. she's a mental health practitioner it's there dominique it's dominique everybody
2: hello what
0: Ugh. hello dolly god on broadway
2: okay felt uncomfortable for a minute so
0: Anna, i know like right. to do that This is the Different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movies, shows, mental health, you know, and we also try to have some laughs. So don't take us too seriously.
1: And if you do, (laughs) uh, please don't cancel me. Cancel Spencer.
0: And then go fuck yourself. All right. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We really appreciate it.
2: After that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, subscribe, come.
0: They if they're hating, fuck them. All right. So,
2: that's a comment.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, today we're taking a look at Kim's Convenience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a Canadian show. <laughs> Saw that. A yep. Canadian show <laughs> about a Korean store owner. And his family. Um, so for the first clip, we have uh, Jung and Appa fighting. Um Dense. Jung, it's his uh he's finally graduating with his GED because he's he got in a little trouble as a as a kid, got in a little trouble. So him and his dad have a very strained relationship because because of his kind of checkered past, shall I say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second scene, we have a character named Raj who has a fiance. Yep. There you go. has a fiance, but he's, uh, cheating on his fiance with Janet, the daughter of Mr. Kim. Yep. There he goes. Beat
2: him.
0: Yep. Beat him up. And, uh, we see a confrontation with, uh, Janet and Mr. Kim. So we see that it's a good scene for, you know, all those cheaters out there. Oh, I don't
1: know. I was also going to uh, say, in the heart and I, see. I was going to say, Passion. "Yeah, for emotions, father figures, yeah, yeah. stand up for your shirt. kids, <laughs> yeah, cheaters, yeah,
0: get confronted, yeah, dad crying and the daughter crying." So, so there you go. Um, and then finally, we have our therapy scene with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kim, uh, where Mr. Kim almost talks about his dad. Kind of does, but doesn't really Um, Scene probably could have been longer, a little bit more emotional, but they kind of cut that short. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Nas,
1: Anything before we get into the scenes? I'm excited to pump some reels out when this pod comes out. They're going to be a bunch of random reels about a lot of random shit. And some of them actually about shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's, you're just explaining the internet right there. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Jesus. Uh, well, like, they, like he says in one of the reels, the internet's pretty much for ugly people and uh, robots. So, yeah. <laughs> Crazies. Oh, I put robots. Crazies. Uh, robots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know it. <laughs> Only people that like our page are bots. Uh, so, Fair enough. super excited to check out these scenes. Obviously, it's a major comedy. It's a comedy but there's some really good intense emotions around the family dynamics. Uh, up on the dad, the patriarch of the family, there's a lot of good scenes with him specifically and all the arguments that he gets in with everyone. Uh, some could say passion or some could say him being a dumbass and then him having to like grow and kind of, you know, do better and then apologize. Uh, I think it's a really good story arc over the seasons on how he grows as a person, as a dad. Uh, so, Let's check out these three clips. Let's come back. Chop it up. Whoop whoop. Woody whoop. Whoop. We have a, gay, a discount. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, folks. All right. Let's, let's check it out. Check it out.
3: Hey, uh, sorry, I didn't see you there. It's okay, I just, uh, looking, huh? Yeah, you work with uh, lots of uh, good car, huh? uh, thanks. Yeah, Volvo, Audi, any Genesis? Huh? Genesis, is, uh, Hyundai? Uh, yeah, yeah, a few. I am uh, happy for you. Congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. Hey, Abba, why don't you, uh, join the party? I'll be right in. What's wrong? Nothing, i just need um hey you know what why don't we just go in there? no you have a problem hmm? you have a children just like when you were a little boy huh? exactly same yeah well i'm not a kid anymore oh so. look there's again let's just go find Amma. no you tell to me your problem i help you fix. that's what Appa do it's fine you always running away from your problem that's your problem and your problem is you think you know better than everyone else but you don't you never did Okay. You solve a problem by yourself. Well, I've been doing that on my own for a while now. Maybe you're not on your own if you reach to people who know better. I'm not fine. Then why you have two rooms? I don't touch, me. Why not touch you! I don't need this. You think I need this? Huh? Nobody need this! I'm going this way. Yeah, that's why I go this way. Shh. Hi, Mr. Kim. Is Janet around? Maybe you not talk to Janet anymore. Maybe you not talk to anyone anymore.
2: Appa, I got this.
3: I'm so sorry. I should have told you about Divya, but I figured we both knew this was casual.
2: Sure, we weren't serious, but you were seriously not serious.
1: I know, and I...
3: Did
2: Divya Badwar? We went to school together. What is wrong with you? so I am not upset. I am angry. And sometimes I cry when I'm angry. These tears are not for you. They are for me, for wasting so much
3: time with you. You just... Oh, but... You is a horrible boy who make a terrible choice. You don't deserve it, Janet. is most special, most beautiful, most talented. These tears are not for you either! I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Or you. Yeah. I think he learned his lesson, huh? I
2: think so far.
3: Come. We eat from our sad food group. Starting with a uh, cookie dough ice cream. <sighs>
0: And the peanut butter.
3: And the cheese doodles.
0: <laughs> now is called five minutes of soft eye contact. What? Put yourself at eye level with your partner and then gaze softly at
2: them.
3: OK, we stop now. Eye contact is a dangerous. Make everybody scared. It's a powerful communication. We communicate enough today. Maybe everyone think it's okay to talk about their day problem. Or their daddy was always so busy, they never have time to listen or say, I care for you, or that had love. Yeah, what? Yeah, everything's fine. But I think it's a waste of time to talk about your feeling and about the thing that happened a long time ago with a parent who not even...
0: What's happening? It's a breakthrough. Or a breakdown, I don't know.
2: I say we vote him out. We're not voting.
1: Oh, my husband is the strongest of all husbands. He works so hard and never complain Almost. This is the first time he ever talk about family or his daddy. And he made me so proud. I think this is
0: time for a healing circle. Everyone, come on.
3: It's okay.
2: Oh, please, no, no. <laughs> mm. This is weird
0: we're back again folks like
2: oh know
0: that's funny um alright so we took a look at the first scene with um Jung and uh Mr. Kim now like I said before they have a very um they have a very strained relationship um as we see in the beginning of the series, uh, Jung is all kind of all on his own. Um, and we see that he had, you know, he got in trouble a lot as a kid. And so, um, traditionally for a lot of, um, probably family, like, especially in kind of Asian culture too, is, um, you really want, they really want to have their kids be successful in monetary value and also in status. So, Um, Seeing that um, Jung isn't really doing any of those things at the moment, he's kind of building himself back up Um, at an older age. uh, We really see that uh, um, Mr. Kim is a little bit more disappointed than anything. Um, We also see that they kind of have that strained relationship when uh, Mr. Kim tries to implement himself into Jung's life, Um, which, I mean, we can all kind of um kind of um have find a common ground with that. Um kind of parents trying to little overstep even though we're telling them we're fine, even though we might not be, um, but they still try to yep. help us. Um I thought it was a good scene, especially when you talk about um parents and like their children, how you kind of communicate with them and everything like that. So Dom, since you're the guest, what do you think of the scene?
2: Ooh, it was very intense, just, like, them yelling at each other. Like, I could not imagine raising my voice at my dad. Oh, my goodness. So that was ballsy in of itself, and I think Jung realized that, because at first he was still trying to, like, keep a even tone, respectful tone, but then Appa just kept pushing that button and being like, oh, well, see, I told you, or like, see, you always do this, blah, blah, blah. And um, I think it was frustrating for Jung because like, they haven't talked since he was 16. So there's a lot about Jung from 16 to his mid 20s, however he old is now, I have no idea, Um, that Appa doesn't know, but Appa feels like he does know, like he claims to know. Way better than Jung does, which I'm sure he does know for some things, but they've been so disconnected for however many years a lot of things about Jung that Appa doesn't know, so I think that is probably why um, Jung felt just like so aggravated and raised his voice um, It also seemed like they may be a little too similar Like maybe like their personalities are too similar, they both seem yeah. very stubborn, hard-headed what have you so i feel like sometimes when people when two people are too similar especially like father son mother daughter like if they're too similar they butt heads so i wouldn't be surprised if that's why they would butt head so much when jung was growing up and him just wanting to explore a little more and not be super focused on school and like spencer was saying appa is very about wanting that success and jung is the firstborn so that's like even more pressure, and he's the firstborn son, and I feel like is in Asian cultures, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like having a son is way more valuable than mm. having a daughter. Yep. Yeah. Um. I remember. I don't know about now, but I feel like in the past that was the case. Um. So that could be part of it too. Like Jung, he's the son. He needs to be set up to take over the store, or follow family business, or do whatever successful thing. And he's the firstborn. So Appa probably wants Jung to be a good influence on Jane, who I feel like Appa still kind of babies a little bit.
1: Yep. For sure. Yeah. As season two or three, I think it's season three, there's some information that comes out about uh, Kimchi as his best friend uh, that he stays with where he talks about how they would blame a lot of stuff on junk or like they would hide things or like they would find drugs or like magazines or they would find certain things in the house, right? And they would blame it on junk or something bad happened. They blame it on him. Every, all his friends, they all blamed it on him. And so I think he got a bad name. He might've fucked up and done a few things. We all mess up. So his dad was super hard on him, hard on him. I'm sure other people were hard on him as well. He believed he was a loser and dipped out. He's like, man, fuck this. And he left, left at sixteen, which is intense. That's like mm. intense. Um, it's not very common, uh, at least not for any students that I see in college, uh, to just dip. Um, and then he's still pretty successful, and he's like got a job and stuff, got a boy, got a house. Like, I mean, he looks like he's doing good. I think it's this is mm. Toronto, right? Toronto. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like doing pretty good in a big city. Uh, and then he comes to this scene. And I was was saying, like, there's a story arc where they're getting closer, right? And, you know, she's trying to get them to talk and connect. And the mom's always so fucking happy. And she wants it to happen so much, so much. And she keeps pushing. It's the cutest shit seeing the the women push these men together. And he's so proud that his son graduated. He's so proud to talk to his son. And then literally the worst fucking thing happens, Uh, you know. Obviously, this is all for writing and they're setting up the storyline. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if it would have went down just like that. I feel like a normal dude would have been like, yeah, man, just girl or something like that. I feel like he would explain what just led Jung to be pissed off or to cut his dad off. Mm -hmm. But maybe it would have happened like that. So he freaked out when the dad tried to give him advice. He's like, back the fuck up, man. Calm down. I'm fine. I don't fucking need you. You weren't around for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... As Dom said That shit got intense Quick Don't you touch me I ain't touch you mm-hmm. Uh, Then he Right they right in his face I actually thought They were going to fight And it's interesting Because I've been In those situations With people mm-hmm. well, I've been in some Situations with Pop Where we get into arguments right? We've been living together Since like 2009 uh, right. Where we argue And you be Yelling at each other Getting ready to kill each other And then he's like Don't follow me like, I wasn't following you But you kind of were Following that person I feel right. like that's the issue with a lot of people is you know you don't want to back down from this argument. The other person walks away. It's a weird fucking thing when you're in the heat of the moment with family members. Boy, I tell you, yeah, uh, sad moment, sad moment. Yeah, totally.
0: And then also kind of going with um, Mrs. Kim, um, she um, she's always trying to. She has a good relationship with Jung. Yep. Um, so that's something I'll point out too is that even though, uh, and Mr. Kim didn't really find out about that until a little bit later on yep. that she was actually still had a good relationship with him. Um,
1: she, he was super sad about that or super insecure, yeah. super jealous of when he found that out.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember he was at, uh, at kimchi's place where jung lives as well and then he finds like the screensaver of like all like jung mrs kim and then janet together they get an ice cream
1: that was so so sad yes
2: that was so sad like he you could tell how hurt he was and i was like
1: devastated okay (laughs) and then the next scene shattered he goes to what's the daughter's name again Janet. Janet. janet goes to janet he said how about we go get some ice cream at your favorite place. And she's like, okay. It's the cutest thing. It was yeah. cute. But you're right. I yeah. That.
0: Yeah. Because um he's missing out on those family moments. Can't have those anymore with everybody. He um, wants his
1: son. Yeah, I does. think people get it twisted where he's like a piece of shit. Mr. Kim, he loves his son.
0: He loves him. But at the same time, he also knows that, um that, uh like, A, I don't think he wants to overstep his boundaries and then B I also think that he's hard-hitted as well. Like he does just doesn't want to. Um, and I think he might be a little bit too scared to um, like have any confrontation. Cause it might get worse mm. somehow where they just never talk again ever. Yep. Um, so that's also a possibility. But I kind of yeah.
2: feel like appa isn't afraid to step over those boundaries. Cause like in the fight mm. appa was like, I know everything me what's wrong like obviously i know what i'm talking about i just feel like appa he's too old school set in his old ways not willing to take like a new younger perspective right. and so maybe that could be why among many reasons why him and jung clash so much because appa isn't able to take it from a different perspective jung's perpe- perspective and mm. probably same thing with jung jung is not having the ability to take it from his dad's perspective either so like they both would benefit from being able to see things from the other's point of view have a little bit more empathy but i do agree that appa probably doesn't want the confrontation no, aspect because yeah. so there's definitely a couple times i think before this scene when jung was in the store or was at home. And he thought that appa was gone. And then they like awkwardly run into each other and they're like, Hey, Hey, it gone. Good. Okay. It's like, it was super awkward.
1: Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. They both want to be with each other. Mm-hmm. They're both scared okay. to make a move. They both don't want to make it worse. Like Spence said, but they also don't know how to make it better. The one's hard-headed because his father couldn't love him the way he needed him to and shunned him and was tough with him. And the father wants to be tough on him in old school, but wants to love him more than his father did, and he's trying to teach him. It's a lot mixed into this dynamic. It's a lot of of things going on, a lot of trauma going on, which we'll get into in the third scene, Hmm. that's affecting the way that he parents now uh i'm rewatching all the seasons and so i'm on almost to season four so i gotta watch season four season five if they were to go and keep on the trajectory that they're on they're going to have a good relationship with each other i just got done with the episode where they're playing ping pong together and then they have mm-hmm. another fucking massive fight yeah and they were just going to play ping pong together because he wanted to be with his son and then they get super fucking competitive and then they fight yeah I
2: I think I remember that one because the ping pong table is down in the basement
1: yep it's in the basement it's like god damn it Uh, it's very I told you I marked it down on the whiteboard here shit is complex they're all very complex characters that are surrounded in a lot of different things at the end of the day he's just a stubborn ass father that wants to protect his son thinks he knows best right
0: Yeah. yeah Yep, totally agree. And then I would also say that when they do kind of make up, it's like, feels like they just kind of tiptoe around um, like their kind of emotions and everything and how they're feeling instead of actually just talking them out because they both don't really talk out outwardly about what happens or anything like that because it feels like then they're going to get mad or maybe they're going to have that emotional connection and they're just kind of at that point i mean you could say you know mr kim is just too old school and doesn't want to get that emotional even though we see him get emotional multiple times right but then um you have jung who just wants to keep on having like that masculinity um doesn't really want to let that go and then feels like then his father might see him as less masculine, I think, even though probably wouldn't. Yep. Um, but yeah. And so now you get them kind of tiptoeing around and then they have these blowups where you just keep on tiptoeing around, tiptoeing around, and then something sets them off and then they fight again. And then they stop talking and then. Cause
1: just they never address anything. They never actually exactly. legit talk. Like yeah. when they first meet and Jung thinks it's like this hot chick. And they have mm. to go to, like, this club, this nightclub, and they end up talking to each other and having a Boilermaker, mm. uh, which is like a shot and a beer. That was pretty fucking funny. It's like, John, what are you doing here? He's like, you literally, like, where, where you told me to come here. It's like, I thought I was talking to some hot chick. Like, nope, it was me. So, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah he got catfished by his dad by accident, by accident. That's
2: right. I because Janet gave her
1: his, his cell phone. Yeah,
2: Papa on. was so excited to be texting Jung.
1: That's so. Yeah. Funny. So it's, 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 it's complex, man. If they were just to sit down and talk, but I've had it where I can't fucking do it. And me and my father get yeah. into something, or me and mm-hmm. a homie get into something, and I'm just like, you know what? We're just going to not make eye contact and avoid each other yeah. for the next five days. Let it blow over.
0: Yeah, I've, I've had the same thing with my mom sometimes where we just argue and then just don't talk for a minute and then we're just like hey <laughs>
2: that's it yeah it's the Irish and you just push it down
1: yeah you, you good you, you good yeah. oh oh you're not you're not good okay got nope,
0: it nope nope okay not looking me in the face got it got yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I mean awkward times
0: it is it's awkward and especially you're just like I've had it one time where I was like I sat down to just try and say like what I meant and everything like that um it was just so awkward i was just like let's just let's just have the silence and the fighting let's just keep that
2: (laughs) healthy
0: yeah
1: good times yeah all right um anything else on the scene uh no i'll i'll tie some stuff up at the end okay yeah i'll do the therapeutic at the end all right let's move
0: on to the second scene with raj uh, cheating on his fiance with
2: Janice. Janice.
0: Janice. Janice. He says Janice though sometimes. He's oh, like a Janice. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. So, um, we have a protective father in Appa, and then we have uh, Janice who tells uh, Raj that it's not, it's not him that's causing the crime, it's her cry, not his cry. Cry. Mm-hmm. and then they both have similar angry cries.
1: <laughs> I know, so cute, so cute. But <laughs> fucked up. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so Dom, what would you think about the scene? What it bring up? Say that.
2: Tears. I was I was getting choked up a little bit because something about when Appa cries, I'm just like, wow, just like really hits me right in the heart. Um, I think oh, there he goes.
0: Yep, that was
2: our attack.
1: There, there you go. Can you do one for me, Dom? Can you give me one? <laughs> you gotta do the the four chin thing too. Oh,
2: I don't think I have that many chins.
0: Oh fuck I you! To show other.
1: off.
2: can see. Asshole. Uh, uh, that. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she got it at the end. Didn't start off did strong, the end. And then she yeah, you
2: know, I, had, I had to get into it. I felt you know I had
1: to You got shot by a dart. <laughs>
0: she got shot like eight times She's like
2: yeah it's not it's gonna take it's gonna be hard to kill me okay okay got and- it. Nope.
0: can't wait. <laughs> anyways
2: <laughs> between the two of you yikes um yeah I think something about Appa kind of reminds you of my own dad and just like i feel like it says before but like asian dads and caribbean dads are very similar i realized after watching kim's convenience or at least korean dads maybe mm. and just like man a few words very stoic um definitely i've never seen my dad cry probably won't so like seeing Appa cry i was like oh my god this is so crazy Literally men do like, this <laughs> well I know I know like men but just like father figures I was like what got it what? and what that made me think of like upa coming to Janet's defense was the first time I got broken up with and I was like super heartbroken I was not okay tears eating minimal food it was a bad time oh wow I remember talking to my dad about it and didn't say much but he was just... I can't remember exactly what he said, but he just wants me to, like, basically make the right decision while also, like, protecting my heart because that's what he cares most about is my oh. heart and protecting that. And I was like, oh, okay. Thanks, Dan. That was really nice.
1: Was there and a was hug a really or nice
2: anything? Um, probably not. <laughs>
1: no? there was like... Not in
2: that moment.
1: It's okay. Not in that moment.
2: No, we had a different moment later. Once I started therapy, no,
0: put that yeah. away. Uh, what the fuck? You no, doing?
2: we had a better moment later on. Once I told him I started therapy and kind of going through the reasons why I was in therapy, okay. and like I was crying, and he was kind of emotional, and then we hugged, and then we ate dinner and watched TV.
1: Emotional. And we haven't spoke to each other since
2: no i talked to him the other day
1: <laughs> and we
0: never wanted to talk again
2: that was the last time that
1: was the last time i was so embarrassed he's never looked at me since i was no, three if, years anything,
2: old. if anything i feel like it's made him more like yep. you know i guess like more not really like vulnerable but like on the brink of that like we're Open. toeing the line
0: yeah. responsive
2: on the line I mean he's always been pretty responsive but I feel like yeah. his responses are more like emotional I guess because like when I started therapy like I feel like my dad had a better response to my mom my mom's kind of like okay like she didn't really like know what to say she didn't know what to do with that and it's funny because my mom talks so much like all the time. So that was kind of funny, but I love her. Don't worry. But my dad, he was like asking me follow up questions, and he was like, "Oh, like, is it because of like the divorce, blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "Partially, yeah, for sure. That's gonna come up in therapy." And just like asking about um, why it feels like relationships have been hard for me, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'd probably has to do with the divorce." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so it was a it was a good talk, and yeah, he's he's gotten better. I think he's gotten better. Mm-hmm. He's still himself and quite quiet, but he's gotten better. So it takes time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And especially something that he's not used to is definitely not a thing that was in his household. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to do that for someone else. If you don't know, if you never had that sort of thing.
1: International okay. person of color. It's, it's not a thing. Older. It's not a thing. It's not, it's just, it's just not. Uh so you know the older generation are tough and pull pulled himself up by the bootstraps type of vibe and that crying shits for like and even the women don't even fucking cry. So it's 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 different, True. different type of vibe. Except for me.
2: I cry all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you part of them soft Americans. Yeah, them. You're the well, younger you generation. progressive left. The
2: thing is, like my mom was the same way when she was in Trinidad. So she like growing oh. up, she said that she was the same way. Like anything would make me cry anything and the same thing with her i've gotten better i don't cry i I have okay used to be a you think it's bad now it used to be so much worse so much worse so keep
1: that in mind i literally cried (laughs) at the i was doing an outreach yesterday and cried in front of a bunch of frat boys i was like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) "Ah!" and then they all put their heads down and then i looked the other way and i go so question over here <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then I was good. I regulated real quick and I looked back over and I said, "I'm good now, brother. I just had to breathe real quick." And he's like, Uh-oh. "Okay, now
0: You listen look over here. It's just a wall. You good question. Question?
1: Question. question. <laughs>
2: but no, I feel like with my mom, like that generational curse sort of thing was able to break cuz my mom's a lot good. more sensitive. She created the environment for those emotions and for me to like feel those emotions and process them and do whatever and so i feel like my mom because she grew up kind of in the same way i feel like my mom did like over correction so like overly Maybe. like letting us know like how much she loves us how proud of us she is blah 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 so i feel like i had a good I good balance you know no,
0: gross what the
1: fuck?
2: but because yeah because that's not a thing in the caribbean household so yep. she did a little over correction so it works
1: hey. yeah You try to mend the wounds. You try to fix the traumas. You try to be the person that you needed to be. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You try to be the person that you needed to be there for you right when you were younger. You try to step up to the plate. Welcome to being a nurse, a teacher, a therapist, a doctor. We're all trying to be the ones that were supposed to be there when we needed shit. And then we're like, just help us. Uh, That's the thing. This was a good scene. I thought he was going to hurt him. Mm. And then when he backed off and let her take the reins, I was like, good move. Let her be autonomous. Let her handle her shit. Look at you. She needs to fight her own battles. Okay, this is this is the new version of masculinity because if you fight all her battles, now what? Now she's dependent on you. Now, Now she can't set boundaries for herself and have good expectations, have good conflict, express anger and hostility because we don't really allow women to express a lot of that in a healthy way. Uh, Most women, just not in general at all, because it's not feminine. Oh, they'll be Um, called a bitch. Yes, hysterical, all this crazy shit. And I'm talking about like the like the good, healthy anger. I ain't talking about like no stab, stab, (laughs) which we do not condone on this podcast.
0: Once again, (laughs) gotta say that every time. Every time, it's just our thing now.
1: Oh, I think we're gonna put down the shirt. We do not condone stabbing.
2: stab. stab. (laughs) Do
0: you need a shirt for that? I mean, we need merch merch. Merch. Merch, merch. merch is merch. Hey, I All want right. that stabbing shirt right <laughs> now.
1: I'm about to order five. I'll stab you with the shirt. Shit. By
0: the <laughs> way, visit our store. We have merch. <laughs> we don't have a stabbing shirt yet, but we just might if you ask for it.
1: <laughs> uh, it or get stabbed.
0: That's right. Got to pay the bills, baby girl. Pay the bill. mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't
1: I
2: know uh, it.
1: Completely lost train of thought. I remember stabbing. Oh, um, yep. There we go. So I, I just... thought he was going to be, he, he did good. I let her fight her battle. And then when he came back in and was like, she's so good. She's so intelligent. She's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And he starts, his voice starts vibrating and shaking and getting choked. Up. I'm like, this dude's legit crying. This doesn't even feel like acting now. He went to a different zone. Name it it. There we go. What did you say? And and you said, let story. me tell you a little story. <laughs> I could
2: this not understand what the, you
0: said. Let me go into your bad news Yeah, Always a black fact. woman.
1: No, it's not a black woman. It's just a Always fat a guy.
0: southern black woman. Shut the fuck up. A fat guy.
1: Shut up. I got up. the bosoms. Uh, I haven't heard
2: that word in a long uh,
0: time. No one has. It's been like 50 <laughs> years since I even said that.
2: Yeah. Um, Anyways. I
1: forgot what I was going to say again exactly
2: <laughs> story time
0: you're about to tell a story in your southern black oh, accent
1: there it is uh not that every time I go to gas up a student uh I'm like they're like I'm a piece of shit and then they list all the reasons why they're shitty and it'll be like a couple like there'll be like one good reason I'm like okay this you kind of suck for this one um <laughs> like like you're kind of stupid like okay <laughs> And then they list a bunch of bullshit, bunch of fake news stuff, bunch of stuff that's just societal bullshit and norms, and they can't assimilate, and so thus they hate themselves. And so, at the end of the therapy session, right at that first intake, the first intake, I like to throw some stuff at them, uh, or I like to wait out, and it depends. In a certain mood or vibe, uh, depends on how the session will go. That's when I'll affirm people about who they are. Or who I think that they are. Or it's when I use my funny saying. And he said, you know what? Sometimes they just be looking at me. I'm gonna tell you something. Sometimes you just you see some clients and you just and you're just so fucking stupid. And they look at me. What the fuck are you talking about? I said, Y'all, y'all, y'all don't pay attention to nothing. I said, You got so much goodness inside of you, kindness, funny, empathetic intelligent, you're good looking, you got all your tiefis. I always say it like that because that's how my mom says it. Got all this shit, and yet you're worthless. Now you tell me why you're fucking worthless. So I want you to give me one good reason, and they're usually sobbing, crying. Because uh, it, it's weird for some of us to get compliments. And the reason why I said this because I related to him in the moment, because I usually get choked up in this too, and that's when the students really start to fucking tink.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what that is, why I get choked up when I'm legit throwing the reality of who that person is in front of me.
2: I think you probably wish that they could see themselves the way you see them. I see them. them. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that came to my mind. And then I and know that
1: they won't, or I know that they don't, and it hurts to know that they're in so much pain or that they're hidden behind so much trauma or depression but yeah, when I throw some things back at people, if I'm just doing it in my robot phase where I'm just being therapist, it doesn't hurt me. But I, when I have those real moments, I stole that. You know, you're so stupid. This and that. I stole that from a, this is a sitcom where a therapist talks. It's a doctor's an asshole, and he said, you know, this, is, just, this misery is wasted on you. And he's like, what are you talking about? And so that's why I take that thing. I make fun of him. I jab him in the head. And then I cut them deep because it gets their attention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a piece of shit when I say that, but it gets their attention because I do think it's idi- idiocy the way people view themselves. But just like up up dead there, i end up breaking down. I think part of me is very protective too, because now they're hurting my friend. Mm-hmm. My friend is now the person that is sitting in front of me. I told a client the other day, I said, I ain't got no room on my roster for you on my schedule. I don't. But now, since I like you, you made me fucking like you now. So now I got to find a place to fit you on my fucking roster. You did this shit now. And she just looks at me like, okay. Yeah, sorry.
2: (laughs) Uh, But like, not really, because I want to be your client.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Because I wanted to transfer some clients off my roster to put them with a different therapist or, you know, refer out. And then I was like, ah, fuck, I'll work with you. I guess (laughs) I think it's a protection thing I get so protective and when I get protective I get angry and when they hurt themselves I get angry so when I get angry the passion comes out and that's where the tears come could be it like Uppa just showed look at me therapizing myself
2: Mm -hmm. in the moment no wonder you've got that license
1: yeah Uh, I use that a lot yeah I wonder if that's what it is I know other times or when I get stuck in sympathy, or I start to get scared. And they start to spiral like Janet did. And then I start to get scared and I can't find my way out in their story. And I'm visualizing everything and I'm feeling suffocated. And then I'll start to get emotional and I'll cry sometimes because I'm trying to find my way out to navigate it, but I can't. And so I'm drowning. So sometimes when I come with words after that, I'm like, what are you doing, kid? You got to keep fighting. So it depends, but that moment for me was good. I felt Mm. that emotion. I felt that anger. I've been that angry when I angry cry. I haven't done that in a long time, the angry cry. Mm. Thank God, that's just horrible.
2: I think it's been a while for me too. I can't remember the last, I had a frustrated cry not too long ago. yeah like when i when i started well that that was different that was just like pure anxiety that was not frustration that was pure anxiety when i oh, called it was an you. anxiety cry yeah i was not okay like my hair was falling out it was like a whole thing
1: oh my god
2: yeah it was like peak like school yeah. stress and i was like i'm quitting goodbye Why am yeah. I? De- i'm fine now i figured it out but there was just like a lot of assignments happening at once and i was feeling very overwhelmed my self-care was not the best um and then i was working and i think at that point that was when the flood in my basement finally was finished and then i got the carpets finally replaced and i was back in my room and there's a lot happening but we on. on yeah yeah
1: sometimes me and spence if i remember and i'm not too lost in the sauce of my own stuff i'll be like so how's don doing she done she de- she did <laughs>
2: She and he's did. like
1: it she, she did you made it through you made it through i, I remember it. that he told me that he's like yeah man she's fucking stressed the fuck out i was like i told you he's like hey she, it miss <laughs> Shit.
2: that's what it felt like i was like i'm losing my hair that's what i saw i felt i was like i have none left it's all gone he's
0: looking like charles barkley now what the fuck
2: yeah it was come out and oh, call damn. damn near Thank god jesus it's only falling out the healthy amount now. It's not coming out in the clumps like it was. Thank
1: God. Well, that's what I said too. A week later.
2: Stop. Well, you know, I know <laughs> I look good with no hair, so if it comes to that, I'll be fine.
1: Yeah, you'll yeah. be fine, bald. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's good shape.
2: It's a nice. It's a nice egg.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mine's like all lumpy and shit. <laughs> I'd
0: just be, i just be like this all that
2: You did. Yeah. You did. I remember
0: just. The chrome dome.
1: Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing, those, those anger oh. cries. I haven't done that in a while. I talked about on the pod. We did yes, yesterday with Serena. I talked about one of my interns broke down, right, because they were relating to too much stuff and too much issues, and a lot of things were coming up. And so uh, I literally just asked a mere question, and boom, they tanked. And they I said, why don't you talk as the therapist, the group leader? And she said, I just can't. Every time I go to, I just start choking up. I said, shit, I've been there. That's a vibe. As a therapist, that's a vibe. Mm-hmm. That's a vibe. Like I said, I cried yesterday. Uh, we got choked up real hard. I let I got choked up even more with these boys because I wanted them to see me, a very masculine, large male. Uh, I was talking about making money. And I finally get this job. I'm doing my best not to fucking tank right now. Uh, I got mm-hmm. this job. And then I was supposed to move here. Get the money, get the bag secured, buy the house. Supposed to, you know, Ma, we was getting better with a lot of stuff. Half-brother, we was getting better with a lot of stuff. Ma dies. Mm -hmm. And it was like within 60 days, dies of brain cancer. That was tough. I was supposed to, you know, fix that relationship and incorporate her into the life. And then, you know, the same thing is supposed to happen with her brother. He dies. It's like, fuck. And then, mm. you know, we get the house and, you know, right, my dad's best friend and, you know, they're cousins, and he's like my great-great-uncle, or like third-removed uncle, some shit, I don't know. I call him Uncle Joe. Yeah, He nice. dies. I was mm. like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. Mm. Uh, so the only people that I kind of wanted to show some things off to, because the rest of the world means nothing to me, the are dead. So I was doing this outreach with uh, my uh, sororities and fraternities at the, my Latinx students. And two women asked questions. I said, ask, go ask, away. what do you want me to talk about? And they said, we want you to talk about boundaries with family. So we talked about family, setting boundaries. People may think of you this way or that way. You have to save yourself first, work your way up, then you can give back to your siblings. You can be supportive and sympathetic, or empathetic, but then also you can't be fixing shit. You got your grades to do. That way when you get out, then you can give back. So we did a lot of talking about boundaries and how people may villainize you for being the asshole that doesn't love their family, this and that. And I said, people thought I was a monster. Me, they think I'm the monster in the family. So ain't that a bitch? Okay. Uh, so I said, we all have to live with that. You have to live with what you can live with. And you know your real truth. I asked this other boy, I said, hey, man, brother, I see you all the time on campus. What's your name? He says his name. I said, what about you? He said the same thing. And then I asked him to explain and he couldn't. He got he got locked up in his throat. Two other women, they didn't get locked up and choked up and almost crying. So I started asking question, questions and talking. Then they were tanking. I diverted from them, went to someone else. I can pull emotions out of people. And in that moment, I was too embarrassed to say the thing about Ma because I didn't want to hurt those girls and that boy. To say that I set the boundaries with my ma, and then finally, when I was repairing them, she died. I didn't want them to know that, because hmm. I was too afraid for them to maybe not set the boundaries. It was, you know, it's a it's a coincidence that ma passed. They need to set the boundaries to save themselves. But who knows? Maybe I fucked up and made the wrong choice. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I saved two, two out of four. I don't know if it was my job to save any of them, mm-hmm. but that's the role I was put in. So it is what it is. So I got choked up multiple times in that session. I also remember telling the, one well, my sorority, when I talked to, uh, I said, so got angry. And then I hurt some people when I was in grad in, in, in undergrad. So it was fucked up. They said some shit and I, and I hurt them. And you know what? I said, I enjoyed it. That that violence got to come out. All the trauma and anger got to come out and I can put it onto someone. And then I changed my voice and a couple of people shook. And then my boy asked, how did you feel afterwards, though? And I said, I I never felt like a bigger piece of shit my entire life. I said, Mm -hmm. I got kicked out of school, sat in a jail cell, lost literally all my self-worth. And then not only was I depressed, I was suicidal. Not only was I suicidal, I actually tried to commit suicide. And so, like, shit goes down here real, real quick. And they're all just like, what the fuck? I said, when you got that shame... And that guilt and that embarrassment, that's a tough son of a bitch to come back from, especially if you're brown. This is a brown family, right? you brown woman. There's a lot of shit that's in that. Those emotions. And we try to hide those away and Jung tries to hide it away. Uppa tries to hide it away. Janet's better with them. And then, right, that protectiveness gets to come out of him. Uppa, and he's also a military member. He's ready to kill mm-hmm. that motherfucker. I was ready mm-hmm. to kill that boy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not only did you cheat on her, but then you fucked over another girl that you're trying to marry.
0: Also, you kind of went into the store a little too confident, I want to say. It's like yeah. Probably should be having a little bit more, you know, a little bit more. You shouldn't be as confident as you should have been walking yeah, into the store. Yeah, you ain't coming place. into my store. Oh, nice. And so, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you. Mr. Gil. Like, no, 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 no. no. Just, so, I don't know who you're talking to.
1: It was a good scene, man. It was a good, very protective scene. I know I talked about a different couple of deviations of things. Right. I told you I was going to talk more when we do another scene uh, next week about some of the some of the talks that I had this week. Um, mm-hmm. Good to see good emotions. Good to see dads be emotional, but also let their kids step up to bat. I do the same shit in therapy. Mm. I remember a couple of times, kid was like, said some stuff. I'm like, I looked at the guest. Tell me where the motherfucker lives. He said, Nas, I ain't gonna tell you that. I said, tell me where the motherfucker lives. I said, Me and my dad are gonna take care of this. So this mm-hmm. kid's one of the kids that we mentor, uh, that lives out in Chicago. She's like, I'm not gonna tell you nothing. I said, okay, you fuck up and slip out and find, I'm gonna find the boy's name and then what? Yeah, you and your dad ain't gonna do nothing. I said, My dad loves you more than I do. <laughs> uh <laughs> sometimes you get mad, boy. I remember when she told me something, I started crying immediately. She's like, Nas, what's wrong with you? It's like, I don't even fucking know right now. I'm so angry.
2: That's so fair. I.
1: That's only mm-hmm. happened once in my entire career where I just tanked before the student even finished what they said. Wow. And they were like, what's wrong? I was like, I'm getting ready to kill someone. That's what's wrong. Mm-hmm. It was intense. She was like, Nas, you need to calm down. It's like, yep. I've been trying. Uh. Good, good, good. It's uh, not working. It's not working. Step.
2: Oh, stabby step.
0: Blah blah blah.
2: I feel like it's hard All when right. you care so much, you know. I yeah. I feel like I care a lot. So I I don't know if I ever
1: would like
2: really do anything, but there are certain people where I'm like, meet me outside. Okay. Okay.
1: I know I would yell. I know I you would know have bit. a touch. One of my
2: coworkers, I'm ready to fight.
1: See? <sighs> Spence got one. He's trying to fight, too. Or at least yell at. I have a few. Lady that always fucks with him. Oh.
2: mm-hmm. he yeah. has a little crush on you. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: my God, no. I was
1: talking no. about the lady that always that that she has a crush on me. Oh. I'm I convinced. throw
0: up every
1: Yeah,
2: time. it makes him, makes him,
1: makes him, makes him. Oh. Could be Can give you one That's of my right, shots And you can just inject her with it Watch her die from it Yeah, no, That just... was that was intense
2: So we're going to have to delete this evidence um... I did
0: not condone this
2: <laughs>
0: You say that But you're so specific I forgot we were I
2: recording specific.
0: <laughs> we're Just stab her With a needle
2: Yeah that was too specific Jesus Christ
0: <laughs> Fuck. All right, let's cut that. Um, yeah,
2: let's go to the next scene. On the next scene?
0: Push yeah, on to the next scene. That was a weird cut. Whoa. Oh, this, this, uh, great talk, everybody. Um, <laughs> the, the last scene. <laughs> for the last scene, it's the therapy scene with Mr. and Mrs. Kim, uh, where Mr. Kim finally gets emotional emotional about his uh, his dad. Uh in previous episodes he talked about his dad and how like tough he was on him and how like everybody else has it kinda easy. Um especially his own kids, because I forgot what the examples was, but he would always talk about how his dad would make him do certain things and all that. It's it's always like that older generation just being like, I had to walk out in the middle of a blizzard with bare feet and I had to throw newspapers. And you're like all right. <laughs>
1: Yeah yeah like i was fighting in the war and had what's my dad talk about my dad's like oh, my, your grandpa had to walk three days in the desert to get yeah. to work
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and then five days work three day walk back my mom's like i slept on a mattress with eight people and picked <laughs> fucking cherries and you can't cut the grass and i'm like jesus mom I just want to play video
0: games. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm a that's fat piece of you had shit. Video give me games, a y'all would love it too. I'm telling yeah. you, you wouldn't want to walk through uh, the desert if you had video games. The
2: it's most like my everyone mom would say, Oh, I would say the most that she would say to me is that she was in labor for 36 hours. So I can do something for her. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> enough.
1: There you go. Yeah, It's yeah. always the guilt thing, man. It's always like yeah. I died for you. And I'm like, you were supposed to have children and give them better lives. Like I didn't ask to be born.
2: That's what I tell her. I'm like, I didn't ask to be here. Yeah. You brought me here. You played yourself. What? No way. I'm usually just oh, like, damn. okay.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll go throw the trash out. Okay. I mean, yeah. I end
2: up I end up doing it, but I'm like, I didn't ask to be sure.
1: here. I
2: can't do that. Sure. I do. She does it. I do. Yeah. Anyways. Valerie. Love you, mom. <laughs>
0: Alright, anyways, um, so, this is a scene where, you know, like I said, he gets emotional and everything like that. It's it's kind of tough, because I think he's starting to really realize how uh, just kind of messed up his childhood was, slash how, um, you know, how maybe he's been treating Jung, too. And his wife. and Yes and so um it's a good scene for especially you know seeing fathers getting emotional but we've seen him get emotional a few times before that um but he's finally doing it with like his own father and maybe he wished he could have had those conversations with his dad um but you know um like i said before like a lot of these a lot of asian households Mm -hmm. it's very you know just do what you have to do it's not really talk your feelings or anything like that it's more of kind of do what you have to to provide and make sure you you know get certain amount of money or you know make sure you have a certain status so um kind of going into that um what y'all think of the scene
2: me first um i can totally relate with the not liking on eye contact
0: Thing
2: that, oh yeah the eye contact as well yeah like he didn't he didn't last for like 15 seconds he's okay
0: nope nope we're and, done here
2: yeah i don't i don't know i've never really enjoyed eye contact i feel like you're just like looking directly into my soul it's just like way too much so especially when you're looking like that hmm
0: yeah I uh, I usually try to get her just to look me in the eye Sometimes, just to see I'll, how long. I'll do it, it
2: for like three seconds. And I'll be like, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs>
1: I'll let you. I've always see been the that way. I don't me. really know
2: what it is. I feel like working my job. I don't do that. That would just scare them away. <laughs> um, I feel like working mental health Hello, field. I've Patricia. gotten Patricia keep continuing. I feel if like I'm working sorry. my job. I've gotten better at it, but that's like with my clients, though
1: Because
2: yeah. I like I know that they also have a hard time with eye contact and I want them I want to make sure that they know that I'm being attentive to whatever They're telling me so I'm usually trying to if I can't look at their eyes for too long. I try to just like look at their general face um, Yeah, I, I like bop around I just bop around their face um and just making sure that they know i'm directly at them beep beep yes. but that and then um just i think the like the tender way that um amma mrs kim was looking at uppa probably just like i don't know if it like unlocked a memory or what but i think she was just like she was just like looking at him just like so tenderly and lovingly and it just made him remember something or maybe made him realize like that is what he has always wanted and maybe still wants but like from some other missing figure and of course his wife can give him that but there's still that missing piece from his dad that he never got and he tries to like say it a little bit and he's like oh <clears throat> nope not gonna do that and then he tries to continue again he's like oh no, oh, oh, can't do that either
0: group hug
2: that was terrible oh I yeah hated that group hug if i i if i was in if i was in that group therapy session i would not have enjoyed that <laughs> i don't know y'all hoes like that
0: yeah
1: no,
2: I
0: don't no. think i really enjoyed that i think it was
2: just my emotions like i don't yeah
1: Now, that's not a thing that happens in group therapy. We've never done a fucking group hug. I've done group hugs with with students, right? But this was never a group therapy group hug. Yeah, no. Well, she's
0: also not like a therapist. She 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 is kind of. She's a pastor. Yeah, she's doing
1: pastoral counseling.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so it's different, right? So you're not going to get the same, like, oh, let's wait this out and see what happens. Like, now, she's like, let's end this now, Hug. Yeah. Yeah, she
2: did not like that awkwardness.
0: But no, aside from not. the
2: group hug, um, I thought, um, I think you were saying it earlier, Spencer, that if they would have, like, continued on with it, it could have been, like, a really great scene. But it is a comedy show, first and foremost. So, you know, Yep. got to do what you got to do. I think it was also interesting. It kind of made me think of um, how, like, I don't know if I want to say taboo, but it's not very common. It might be weird for men to talk about their emotions. So that could have also... Yeah, I know. I know. I know, Spencer.
0: I know. (laughs) Um,
2: I know. So (laughs) that's what also I thought of. And maybe even just like in Asian cultures, maybe it's even more looked down upon than like other cultures, you know? So also having that he has so many things working against him for these emotions that he's feeling. So he's just like, shut down.
1: Shut it down. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I see a high rate of international students at at, at Purdue. Uh, a lot of Indian, uh, Pakistani, uh, a lot of Chinese students, Vietnamese students. Uh, not so many Korean students. I've had a few from Korea. hilarious. So who'd be like South Korea. I'm like motherfucker. I know it's South Korea.
2: <laughs> Obviously.
1: Obviously, here. South Korea, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: Sometimes they escape, so you
1: never know. True. Very few, uh, though. Very, very few. few. I'm just Great saying. students, very anxious, very high strung, very family oriented, very, nice. uh, very community based. Um, I would say a little bit more detached from emotions, a little bit more needing to process them is a little bit harder, and connecting the dots is a little bit harder. It's not really a thing that's talked about in families. So even like black and brown families in America, I think it's another stage where it's not talked about, like mental health care, and access and all that's not a thing in many of these other countries. Uh so right there, Korean family. It's a little bit different. Definitely different for him being back in Korea and then right being in the military and stuff like that. It's just a different vibe, man. And so yeah, he's processing some of that trauma that came up. And he did what I did yesterday with the boys where I'm like, yup, question, Qu- question over here. Uh, okay. Uh, it's intense and then he starts crying and then they hug him. I would never allow people to hug me. I remember one time I was crying in my supervisor's office because, and it wasn't even about me. It was about her and what how our boss was screwing over her our, our vice president mm-hmm. and like and i saw my boss cry and then the next day we had like supervision where we all sat down as a team us three and it was me and my co-worker on the couch and then her and she was saying some things and i was so fucking angry that i mm-hmm. tanked like legit full-on fucking tanked like because I was, like, just ready to hurt someone. I was ready to run to a fucking wall. And wow. then uh, my co-worker, like, rubs my back, and I just fucking lost it. I was like, God damn it. Why did you have to touch me? Uh, so then I was, like, uncontrollably fucking crying and uh, fucked up. They were Obviously, that was, like, a trauma response or some shit like that. I couldn't protect someone that I wanted to. So it'd be mm-hmm. if someone, like, fucked with my brother or my nephews or my cousins or my dad, then you're like, well... Boogeyman gets to come out and play now, boy. Jesus. And they couldn't come out in that office. And then she also remembered, you're not going to do anything. And I just had to sit there in my anger and stew in it. I think that's maybe the first time I've ever had to stew in my protective anger. Mm-hmm. Then they hugged me. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. How dare you, you come for trying to, Yeah, I have
0: emotions and shit. Yeah. Just let me be murderous i right like my
2: emotions.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Fuck want to rage yes so that was intense uh <laughs> really <laughs> intense uh it's so complex man i talked about him right being international being a dude we already went over it multiple times now right i feel for him to have that moment gave you a deeper understanding of him in the show so what would be some diagnoses so i'm gonna get into the th- a little bit of the therapizing, therapizing, therapizing. There it is. <laughs> yeah, because yep. we're we're getting close on time now. Uh, <laughs> we talked about some of the emotions, him being passionate, family oriented, protection. We dipped into some of his trauma issues with his own father, maybe with the war, maybe with the loss and insecurity of a son. That's a trauma. Your son leaving you. Mm-hmm. That that's a trauma. Um, and your
2: firstborn at that.
1: Complex, complex grief, complex loss. As Spencer said, there's a lot of different stuff wrapped into that. Why you want to talk to him, don't want to talk to him, you want to connect, you don't want to fuck it up. That's why me and him, when we have those arguments with our family members, we're just like, we we good? We we, we, we good? Can we, do we talk to each other now? Yeah,
0: certain family members. Yeah. Oh,
1: I know, certain. The other ones you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, if you fall,
0: just leave it. Yeah, go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) We, We talked about complexities. Uh, We talked about the different races and being international or being Asian. Uh, So diagnosis for him would probably would be no diagnosis in the current time. But I would say that some of the small T's, small traumas that he's had has affected the way his personality is with his family, his inability to communicate until he blows up and has to recover. If you're looking at the origins of comedy, The origins of comedy is a very binary thing where it's between a man and a woman, the trials and tribulations in the relationship. So the origins Mm -hmm. of comedy were started on that definition. Man, woman, their relationship, and make shit funny. Mm -hmm. So technically that's what they're doing. It's the ebb and flow of their relationship and you laugh at a lot of things. Then it's the ebb and flow of his kids. So Mm -hmm. it's a good comedy. I would assume his daughter's got a little bit more generalized anxiety. I would assume Jung has tons of different, like, dad issues and trauma issues, insecurities, thinking that he's stupid, unintelligent. There's a lot of different trauma that's going on inside with him. When I say trauma, I don't mean everyone got trauma. Everyone's traumatized. Yeah. Shut up, you assholes.
2: You sound like an oh. old Italian man.
1: <laughs> oh, that's all, all these racist you fucking... You come
0: to me on my daughter's wedding.
2: Exactly. Yes.
0: All right, right Corey. Well, that's, that's how Calm I down. read the
1: voices on, on Instagram and YouTube that just shit on our podcast. Everyone's <laughs> uh, <laughs> He doesn't have PTSD trauma, but it's shit that lives within him that will fuck up his other relationships, Jung. That will mess up yeah. Janet's relationships. There's things that will reverberate throughout the eons. So I was talking to the boys yesterday, mm-hmm. and really? I said, I know you're a bunch of good men in here. Don't be y'all shit asses. Yeah. I can tell. A lot of good men in here. I said, we talked about unmasking because this boy said he can't, he puts on a show for everyone and I don't think a lot of people knew that. He'd be, he's the funny guy like me and, and we talked about that, him being Indian in this all-white fraternity and uh, I said, you know, I show people who I am. I find that weirdo that laughs at whatever jokes I say and I'm like, yeah, we friends now. I said, a couple of you have been laughing at my jokes. You, 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 and you. I fuck with you. We would be friends if I was one of the, one of your frat brothers. You, young man that I'm talking to right now, I don't fuck with you. You weren't paying attention. You were talking and running your mouth when I was when I was doing my thing. And he was like, what the fuck? Hmm. Now that you told me about some stuff and I can see that you got ADHD, and I see you're highly intelligent, young man. Anxious maybe as well. Now I'm cool with you. Now it explains why you were acting like that, being a little avoidant stuff. I said, I get it now. He was like locked on now. Mm-hmm. He got put on the spot spot. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm talking to all you, right? And I'm talking about personalities and acting like a man, masculinity and talking about empathy, love. And they're like, but men don't want to talk about this shit. How do I get my boy to talk about this? I said, why don't you try fucking listening? I said, if you can't find someone to open up about these things and talk about these things, you need to be that guy. I said, I didn't ask you to ask fucking Timothy on how he's doing. Fuck Timothy. I saw I cooked those steaks that you were just eating. Bastard, this is the nastiest steak I've ever seen in my life. They had a cookout. They had <laughs> that a cookout. I was, I, was, I, was, I was roasting the steaks. I said, I never <laughs> eat that shit either. One kid said, that fucking thing's still mooing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus And then I said, well, your boy Bobby there, that's your boy. He acting funny. Why don't you cut into him? Hey, man, was it, you good? Wanna go have a beer? I didn't say you gotta do something real feminine, but let's talk about emotions. <laughs> Why do you sound like that? Let's talk about emotions. About emotions.
2: That's exactly cookie, cookie.
0: How, I, that's how I go to my friends. <laughs> let's talk about
1: emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does that thing too. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how women do, do it, you know. Let's do it, guys. Like. You want to talk about emotions? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, so i said cut into your boy man have a beer sit down and talk and i said you really want to fuck up one of your boys remember something that he said a couple weeks ago and ask him how's it going with that it'll completely hmm. really fucking blow his mind he's like "Damn, hey, you actually paid attention to that I Said something that i've learned i love and remember these random facts and things about people and humans i don't fucking care about these things but i know people really like them so i'll bring them up and then I'm like, dude, you're kind of fucked up. <laughs> I said, it makes me a good therapist. I know to have conversations and to build intimacy with people. I've had some of my best intimate moments after we play basketball and we're just hanging out. Best right. moments of manhood and bonding. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I was talking to these young boys about that, right? And then I shared some emotions, right? Got choked up. And I'm, I'm trying to show them the way. Why? Why? Because I said, some of you motherfuckers are going to be real depressed.
0: Right
1: middle age, you're going to be real depressed. And they said, what are you talking about? I said, the highest rates of suicide are middle-aged men. We don't make friends. We're done. But we're not going to do that. Women will talk about emotion.
2: Talk about emotion.
1: But man, we ain't going to talk about it. We'll sit in our whole depression, solitude, and that's it. Uh, what's the point of trying? Right? Everyone, we just don't. We cut off contact. I said, so I'm, I'm trying to save one of you fuckers' lives in here right now, today, at this fraternity house. I'm trying to save one of your kids. Because maybe I don't even give a shit about you, actually. I really care about your children and how you're going to fuck them up. So be kind. Let them talk. Let them validate, uh, validate their emotions because they ask what's the difference between the genders. I said validate their emotions. And when they actually break down with you, don't be some asshole. Actually, let's talk about it. Right. Groom them to be good people. Go backwards. So this was the that one, my one when I did with the sororities in the multicultural groups. Uh, there was a boy that came up to me at the end. I said, "Hey man, you said the thing about men like committing suicide when they're middle aged and they, some of the highest rates, right?" And so he said, uh, "My grandpa committed suicide. My dad was twelve, and my grandpa went to the barn and then he never came back." And I was like, "Fuck, dude, you good?" He's like, "No, I'm good." But your talk today solidified some things and now I can talk to my dad about how this is like a real thing and I can check in on my dad now just to make sure that he's good. He's a middle-aged dude. And I'm like, yeah, brother, if you need anything, like here's my car, let's talk. So like, I'm good, man. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. And he said, I enjoyed that you were so vulnerable and open and emotional. I said, yeah, I almost cried a few times. He said, I seen it. He said, it was cool, man. I'm glad you showed that. I said, all right, brother, if you need anything, let me know. He's like, I'm good, but just wanted to let you know. Said, all right. I can't imagine walking up to some random dude and being like, yeah man, you just it made sense on what happened with my grandpa, I was like, fuck blew my mind All right. uh, so maybe he'll, he'll form a deeper connection with his father and now his kids and his children he'll be aware of that this shit could happen in his life and if he doesn't reach out and have these connections and bonds it could fuck things up mm-hmm. imagine Uppa 10 years from where he is Probably destroys if he didn't like get better as a man, as a father, destroy the relationship with Janet. Probably end up being divorced from his wife and then never talk to his son. Like, you're going to be pretty fucking depressed and suicidal.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember telling the boys, we talked about Robin Williams. I said this is kind of fucked up but I said uh, just like Robin when he couldn't make people laugh anymore his depression got even worse his dementia was was horrific and then he committed suicide I said I don't really see a point to life if I couldn't make people smile they're like what there's like there's so many I get it there's a lot of cool fucking things I'm not don't worry about me assholes don't about stop worrying about me fucking <laughs> <day, laughs> uh, alright
0: Louis Armstrong <laughs> chill out <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> But like degree.
1: The, <laughs> the beautiful. Hey, that was pretty good. Oh yeah. My voice is shot. Um <laughs> I like making people smile, right? When you smile, Spencer smiles, makes me feel good. When I get a whole group of fucking people to smile, just whoop. Right. I'm riding a fucking high afterwards. I'm like, yep, yep. Mm, walking outside, okay. bouncing around. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm 150 pounds again. <laughs> I ain't been 150 pounds. This is like bro. grade. Bruh. <laughs> like, I'm light as a feather.
2: How light long have you been depressed end. for? <laughs> it's
1: been a minute. Uh, it's wonderful to see people smile and to maybe learn some shit. And so, right. you yeah, look at Upland, I think about a dude that if he doesn't change shit, he will be very depressed and suicidal. Mm-hmm. So his story arc is pretty cool every episode, I'm like, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. And he fucked it up.
0: Yeah,
2: But he's learning.
1: He's
2: taking it in. And he always realizes in the end, or maybe sometimes an episode or two, that like, okay, maybe I could have reacted to that better. Okay, maybe I could have phrased this thing better. Even though I still think I'm right, maybe it could have gone a different way. So I feel like he is learning and he's taking into account like all of Janet's emotions and like how she's going through it. And then hopefully trying to figure out in his head, how that could work with his relationship with Jung.
1: I also think you're right. When you talk about the different genders too, right? Is he's trying to learn up from his fuck ups from Jung. And also since she is the youngest and also a woman, he's able to like be more feminine with her, more emotional, more connected with her, even though he's still a shit ass half the time, but he does better with her. And I think, like, a lot of my clients will say that as the babies, they get a little bit easier treatment. Easier treatment. Can you
2: confirm? As the baby? I get
1: everything I want.
0: Everything. I want it all.
2: (laughs) And he gets it on. Baby want breath milk. I hated that. And on
0: that (laughs) note... Um, uh, uh, anything up. else anything else yeah. before we end
1: the show' <laughs> baby you a diaper game
0: yeah, oh, okay, gosh. all right with that, thank you everybody for watching. We really appreciate <laughs> it. we watched Kim's convenience today uh like subscribe all that stuff down below um okay. check out our merch, check out our website. All that fun stuff. I'm Spencer. That's Nas. Thank you, Dominique, for joining us today. <laughs> and that's a different Spectrums podcast.
2: Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Just...